podcast you are currently listening to is called Bad Playstyle, in which we all play the same video game and then talk about it, during the course of which we will swear a ton and probably spoil every single aspect of the video game. Welcome to Bad Playstyle. My name, as always, is Matt. With me are my friends Owen. Hi. And Keenan. What up? We play the game called Hired Gun. Um, some some people refer to it as Necromunda Hired Gun. I don't I don't really care what the name is. I just I just call it Hired Gun. Um, but before we can talk about that, we have to talk about what we've been playing lately. Owen, what have you been playing lately? Um, to to fill my time, I um recently reinstalled Sid Meier's Civilization 4 Beyond the Sword. Mm. The good one. Yeah. The, the, <laughs> the last good Civilization game. Mm. The last Civilization game. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, I don't know. I, I I had this need to just play something comfortable and familiar that I could just sort of click on for dozens of hours. And I, I've played a lot of Civ 4, so I, I kind of I know what I'm doing to such a degree where... I really don't have to stress out much when I'm playing it. Um, and so I did this like nested strategies. Yeah. 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 It was just like, I know that like if I can get to astronomy before anyone else, I can make just so many privateer ships and I can blockade every port city in the world. <laughs> and, um, that will try to trade now fuckers. <laughs> yeah. First of all, it'll enrich me. It'll make me very rich, <laughs> but it'll also completely stifle those cities from growing. Cause they won't have access to any of the water tiles to mm, harvest yeah. food. And so it's just like this win, win where I can really hurt all the other AI players in the game and benefit myself enormously. And on top of that, they have to either let this go on or expend enormous resources because I have better boats than them mm. building sufficiently large fleets of ships to destroy my privateers. <laughs> Do they have to declare war too? Privateers have a promotion called undeclared nationality. Got it. Um, where they appear as barbarians to everyone else. Like that's the whole, that's the reason I'm allowed to do this. It's, it's sick. Yeah, that is actually really awesome. A lot like it's it's only on privateers in the base game, but a lot of mods make use of that um, that that promotion mm. to do some really cool stuff. I, I wish the base game just used it at least like once or twice. Yeah, more. one more time. Yeah. Um. Anyway, anyway, it's, it's like there's all this bullshit like that that I know how to do. I know what right. I'm doing. You know a bunch of the fun stuff. Um. And so I, I set about conquering the world, and I achieved a domination victory, which is like the wackest victory yeah because it's like i forget what it is it's like you've conquered like 60 percent of the cities or something like that and they because it's not land area it's total cities yeah 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 Yeah. and then the game just tells you you've won and it's like but i wanted to conquer everyone and there's like (laughs) you you just go through conquering stuff and suddenly you win when like that wasn't your victory condition yeah and so um so i just kept going and so I, I did a space victory as well. Uh, I mean, I'd already won, but like I built the spaceship and I put every part on the spaceship and I sent it up. And I also conquered every nation on the planet except for my two vassals <laughs> um, because they won't let you declare war on your vassals. And at that point, I I, I controlled like a somewhere like 90, 95 percent of the cities on the planet. And I managed to get one of my vassals to unvassal with me mm. by deleting every military unit I owned, 
because when um when your vassals um when their military power equals 50% or more of yours, they can choose to unvassal themselves and be like, you're not my real dad. Yeah. And so Spain did that and they're like, oh my gosh, this guy has no military units. And then as soon as they declared war on me, I ordered every city on earth to build a modern armor tank and to rush production of it. <laughs> so the next morning, like 500 tanks showed up on cargo planes. Not just tanks. Yeah. Like Abrams. Though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and rolled them off the face of the earth. But now um, I'm left with one last city. My The other vassal, I mentioned I had two vassals. I've managed to culture grab all his cities down to his last city. It won't flip no matter what the fuck I do. We're in the 22nd century at this point. Climate change has ravaged the earth. Um, the entire earth is a desert. Like Damn. there are almost no like arable tiles. Like it, we live in hell world. And I'm I'm this like deranged leader who needs Saladin to like admit that I won, and he won't do it. And he's so rude. Um, he needs he needs to join my empire. Um, and so every once in a while the I open empire of dirt. Yeah, and so every once in a while I'll open up that save and I'll like run some more turns. And it's like Saladin, like come on, dude, give it. Come on. And, like, I've done so much espionage in his last city that, like, the espionage point costs to, like, spread culture in his one tile. Um, it, it's, like, 120,000 espionage points to, like, raise the culture in that tile by, like, 1%. And so I have to save up for, like, multiple turns in a row so that I can have one spy spread culture. And, like, I've destroyed all the buildings in that city. That city has no tiles it has access to. I don't have open <laughs> borders with them, so they can't go anywhere. You literally just have a culture wall right outside. Yeah, they're, like... it, yeah it's this horrible, like, little, like, prison yard of a city. And I've destroyed all their buildings except for the ones that generate unhealthiness. <laughs> so the city just can't grow. Like, all they have is, like, a forge and an airport or something like that, and I think, like, a coal factory or and something no stupid like that. And no one to trade with. And that, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, any of the things that a city in that situation in Civ could normally thrive on are just not available, right? And, like, and so there's this random event that'll happen from time to time in Civ, especially when you're in the modern age, where, like, one of your airliners will crash in their territory, and then it's put on that player to decide, do I want to return the passengers right away? Do I want to interrogate them for information and get a bunch of espionage points? Or do I want to just keep them and piss off my neighbor? And <laughs> Saladin's such a sucker because every time one of my planes goes down in his territory, which happens an alarming amount considering his empire is one tile. Um, <laughs> Quit routing and, and, all the air traffic. Also, we don't have open borders with him, so I don't even know what the fuck's going on here. Every time that happens in his territory, he gives me my passengers back right away because he's a chump. And every time one of his planes <laughs> crashes in my territory, by the way, Saladin, what are your planes doing over here? Like, you can't be... Literally 100% of the land tiles in the game are in my cultural borders. Like, I don't know what you're doing here. But, like, I always get the espionage points out of him because I need him to try and flip his city. It's like, Saladin, you're just a fucking chump. <laughs> like, just give up your city. Just give it to me. Just give it to me. <laughs> just let go. <laughs> um, so yeah, that, that, that's what I've been playing. It's a stupid thing. It's a very stupid way to waste a lot of time. Sick, Keenan. Uh... Tarkov wiped this week, so I've been fucking around with that some. Everybody's really happy about it. What does wipe mean? Uh, so Tarkov has been a beta forever. Okay. Uh, and so what that means is every once in a while they just reset everyone's progress and nuke their inventory and their money, and everyone goes back to the start state. And that doesn't bother anyone? 
everyone accepts it because it's a beta. Okay. Also, most people like it. Yeah. Okay. Like, the, the thing that happens with people who are good at the game is that they run out of things to do, and then they just run up the how much money can I get clock. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then it's it's not like that situation where you have, like, 10% better gear or 20% get better gear, or if you're really good, 30% better gear. You have, like, 1,000% better gear than, yeah. like, whatever dude you run across at all times. Yeah. Like, okay. if you have money, you can be damn near invulnerable and or the things that threaten you as far as like armor actually getting damaged are you know ammunition types that only people like you can afford anyway and when like 12 to 14 people spawn in any given map the chances of like more than two of those people being on a map at right. a time so, okay. yeah whale v whale combat is yeah. not fun uh, yeah, that's the other thing, is you'll shoot each other forever while so, you break each other's armor down. So it seems inevitable that when this game is not in beta, that they're going to have to do, like, seasonal resets or something, Probably. right? Yeah. Like, if, if this is how it is. And part of the reason this wipe happened is they, like, blew the economy of the game up right sure. before that, like, a month ago. I really was excited to hear that they added an incentive for player scavs not to kill each other. Yeah, yeah. There's some cool mechanics now where... So one of the one of the ways it works is you either go in with your main character, who's a quote unquote PMC character. There's no structure to that idea, um, or you can go into a game as a scav and you spawn in as a player scav, like twenty to thirty minutes after the game started for the PMC characters, and you can like run around and loot dead bodies and like loot any of the stuff anyone else hasn't taken, and maybe pick off a player character who's been lagging behind and hasn't left yet. But now there's like weird interactions where you can get credit on both sides of the game if you, as a scav and a PMC, leave at the same exit together. Like there are some world exits that only work when one of each is there. Hmm. So there's like some weird incentives between that and like scavs not shooting each other and that kind of stuff. Well, and also like. Even just in like a macro sense, it behooves you to have more living scavs on your map right, in yeah. general. Right. As yeah. a developer, it makes more sense to have more of these assholes with no armor and like a shotgun yeah. running around. Yeah, and and like it's it's long been a thing where like the scav AI is just bad enough that if you're a good player and you play a scav run, you just find a scav with a really good gun and you shoot him in the face and take So his there gun. are scav bots in addition to yeah. scav players. Yeah. Okay. Uh but you just shoot the guy in the face, take his gun, and then dunk on any scav that comes near you because they get flagged as hostile to you after after you kill one. Um, but yeah, there's like mechanics now for like not shooting other players when you're a scav. Do you mind if I ask you an interrogative question about that? So, so like, I said there's scav bots and scav people. Yep. L- let's say I'm, I'm a PMC player, mm-hmm. and I just absolutely murder every scav I see yeah. on, on the map. Will the population of scavs on the map actually reach zero, or will it keep populating it with bots? I believe that spawns are static per instance. That's correct. Yeah, that's that's my understanding of it. So like, but, okay, but there are AI scavs who have more health than you. Yeah, sure. there are like boss scavs and shit. Okay, but like these are known. Like you would know about it. It's not like a random spawn. Sure, it's specific to a map, and you'll and you'll. There's specific static places. Yeah, I, I mean, really, I'm just trying to tease out if my original supposition is actually how this is going to play out. Because if the game will just keep spawning in like scav bots, yeah, and it's no, like, well, then it doesn't really matter how many how many like scav people I kill if there's always going to be the same amount of scav bots to fill that 
No, they don't like backfill them or anything. Um, The whole game's sort of about scarcity. Eventually your raid can be quite empty. Mm -hmm. Like the whole game's sort of about scarcity in a lot of different ways. So So, yeah, I've been playing some of that and what else? That's really the only thing that's of note that isn't a standard. I've been poking around at Final Fantasy XIV some more, but nothing to report. Cool. Yeah. Well, what have you been playing, Matt? Hitman. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, that's lots, crazy. Lots of Hitman. The um, third one's still good? The third one's pretty good. Yeah, I really yeah. like all the levels in the third one. Um, but I've mostly been redoing Hitman 2 because when I imported all of my progress from Hitman 1 and 2 into 3, it wiped all my... Uh, like, it wiped all the mission stories. Oh, okay. So I've been going back through and doing those. And then occasionally what will happen is through doing all the mission stories, I will realize a pathway to doing the level silent assassin or which has happened multiple times. Now I will figure out a way to do this level silent assassin suit only. No, which nice. feels Good. Yeah. Um, like I've like done finding that seam of yeah, how like that figure, works, figuring that out. There nice. was, um, the, the level in Dubai, yeah. Um. Or, or not Dubai in Mumbai. Um, oh yeah. Uh. In in Mumbai, there's a way to make a, a journeyman assassin do all your assassinations for you. Yeah. Um. And then he will call the third target where you don't know where he is and be like, "Yo, I want to meet for a job interview. I'm the best assassin ever." <laughs> and then you know where that guy is now, and you yeah. go kill him. <laughs> and then the dude shows up to the job interview, and he's like, "Well, where's the guy?" And then he leaves. Oh, that was uh, it's me. Yeah, I'm him. It's really great. Um, <laughs> uh, so that that's been fun. Um, just just like getting and figuring out old levels that I'm like familiar with, and um, um, I'm I think my the last level I'm on that still has mission stories on it is is weirdly the Himipan Hotel, which was my fir- my favorite level from um, Hitman One. So I'm I'm still on that, still doing that. Uh, I need to suffocate um jason cross by smashing his face into his birthday cake and then uh, i think i'm done yeah it's um, important so i really like that that game has like tiers of enjoyment like the early the early enjoyment phase of modern hitman is figuring out the level and then it's like finding all the weird pieces of the level and then once you've done those things, you sort of understand the ins and outs of the level and start finding those. Well, it, it those, really like, seems, edge cases. It really seems like they 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 looked at the way people engaged with like older Hitman games, where it's like even in Blood Money, like there's people that like spend a lot of time like cracking the levels apart and really digging their fingers into them. Yeah. And with these more recent games, like they've gone to such degrees as like something that would be like very like almost heretical in older Hitman games of like just alternate starting positions and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I love that shit. Yeah. Like when I think of, um, so the second level in the 2016 Hitman is it like Marrakesh? No, that's the third, that's the fourth level, third level. The one with like the big marketplace and the embassy. Yeah. yeah that's Marrakesh. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So that, that one is like two, two different levels going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you had to start it every time you played it from like the, the first default. starting place, yeah. you'd never really learn the interiority right. of the embassy with any like mastery because it takes, there's so many steps into getting, getting in there. into the, yeah. and, and, and same for the military base that's on that level. But like, because there's like these alternate start points where it's like, you know what? I'm just going to spawn in the embassy and just like fuck around in the embassy and get comfortable and learn all these stupid stairwells. Yeah. The start points are really great for learning different that, areas. That 
level is really interesting for me as a comparison point between modern Hitman and and prior Hitman games because I think that it is the worst World of Assassination level by a wide margin. Yeah, I, I, think, d- it's, I, do. I think it's the the least well designed, the least interesting design. But at the same time, it is a better level than most old Hitman levels. Yeah, I, I would agree it's with like that too. It's a weird bridge that way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's a fun bridge. It's a fun little, it, fun little bridge. It would... also very much feels like a Hitman, like old Hitman 2 level. Yeah. Like Hitman uh, uh, Silent Assassin. Yeah. Um, like, it feels like a level out of that game, but better done than any of the levels from that game. Yeah, but so it's just the, the level design chops from the folks over at Hitman really shows as you go through the series. I'd say my favorite levels are still all from Hitman 2. Yeah. But the Hitman 3 levels, there's just some really great set pieces in those. The first level blows my fucking socks off. There's Dubai. some really cool groups it, to Just too. like the whole levels in a skyscraper, neato. I hey, still need to can't, play it. Can't wait, wait for the airplane, the airport level. That's going to be fun. Um, that's still apparently coming. Um, so, yeah. I just did a... Uh, uh, I'm getting back on the elusive target train. There's some twins coming out soon. Uh, that's really fun. Um, but anyway, yeah, it's just been that's been a great way to, especially since I can, unless dialogue is happening, I can watch something while playing Hitman, which mm-hmm. I can't do with a lot of the other games I'm into that's, right now. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Um, like it's just enough interaction, right? And and I've been watching um, the Game of Thrones themed D20 campaign from Dimension Twenty that is also Candyland themed. At the same time, um, oh my! Yeah, it's real good. I'm on the last episode. Uh, it's amazing. Uh, That's a for candy. Um, but I've been doing that in Hitman, and it's been it's been it's been good. Nice. Um, but uh, you guys ready to? Yeah, let's get in it. Let's get into it. Okay. So um, the the game Necromunda Hired Gun. Um, I played it because first of all, I was one of the first people way back in the day to buy EYE when it came out on Steam, which is by these guys. And I remember as I was playing that game for the first week, I was getting messages about every hour from people on my Steam friends what list is that I had talked to years. <laughs> He'd be like, what, is that game good? <laughs> is that, should I buy that game? And I was like, I don't know, dude. Do you think it looks good? <laughs> Fuck off. I'm, like, I'm not a game reviewer. Yeah. Um, Little did you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, but I, I enjoyed the first EYE. I think it's um it, it's a it's a gross mess, um and and it's really fun to play around in the gross mess. I really like these guys' level design, how they just make an impossible situation, and then yeah. and then let you have to. The, the one thing I will say is is uh they they kind of accidentally make trap trap options that they think are cool without actually like letting you experiment with those trap options, which is why I thought the like arena in this one was good. I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, so I saw a tweet uh, where somebody was like, this is like Doom Eternal if it wasn't forcing you to do all of the... Because you know Doom Eternal makes you do everything. Like you got to do you got to do the flame to get the you armor. You sort of figure you out the, do the rotation the, of the do, mechanics. You have to do like yeah. a rotation. You have to do all the mechanics. You have to throw the grenades at the right times. You have to do the flamethrower at the right time. It's like, it's like that, but you don't have to do any of that shit. It just helps you. Yeah. Right? Which I was like, oh, I'm very interested in in that sort of what if the juggling wasn't necessary yeah, yeah what if what if i didn't have to constantly remember to do 15 things um and i, I found that that to be the case um i did a, i did a power centric build in this one and i had i had a great fucking time well what did you guys think sort of uh, first blush first strokes things you want to get off your chest i thought it was like about 90 minutes too long 
I will agree with that. That I, I got very, very tired of the game, like right before like the twelfth out of thirteen missions yeah, or something it kinda like, like that. Kind of like fucks around in the middle in a way that's yeah. Like I, I feel like the game needs like one last mission, but I, I liked it. It's yeah. kind of um, I when I first started playing it, my first reaction was like, oh my gosh, this is just like Doom or like Doom Eternal. It was like the, the pace of it is so much like that. And it's like the more and more I played it, it's like no, this is like more kind of like. Like, even though it has that, like, speed and pace and you have, like, a certain handful of these abilities, it really feels almost more like a throwback shooter. Yeah. I feel like it's a linear Unreal Tournament. Yeah. Or, like, um, <laughs> it feels like a game that is, like, splitting the difference between Wolfenstein and Doom. Okay. Um, okay. okay. Yeah. Because, like, like, Doom is a game where you can absolutely never stand still and sit back in the cut and soak in the scene. It's not a game where you can ever, like, sit back and, like, snipe people mm-hmm. or, like, use a silenced weapon you know and things like that oh, i absolutely loved the modding in this game anyway yeah. i okay i i don't get why it's all in there i hate everything to do with the menus in this game <laughs> yeah they're terrible menus like all the uis are inscrutable in a way that i don't like I, I i played most of the second half of the game without a heavy weapon because i couldn't figure out where to equip a heavy weapon as opposed to my main weapons yeah the inventory stuff is very odd it's bad it's it's unreadable in a way that was frustrating i used bolters a lot yeah they hit hard yeah bolters are great uh to the detriment of almost every other weapon in the game because i couldn't feel a difference what, why do we get them. two pistol slots in addition to our iconic pistol in addition to the pistol i never get to change um so so the the slots that you guys are talking about as far as like slots where you where you put stuff um that's the you you actually you only have like two three or four you you have four equipment slots as far as like what stuff you can have equipped at a time yeah but it doesn't matter what category it is yeah so you could have four heavy weapons if you wanted to you have to have the default pistol right oh really you okay. can modify however you want so yeah. i modified mine into a sniper rifle i just stopped using mine okay. i, I yeah. did not care for that gun no it, it i wasn't a bolt or bolt pistol because they both hit hard is where um, I went. I did. Uh, I did an Escher's Kiss, which is the the handheld like the auto uh, auto stub stubber um, with an electromagnetic barrel to increase penetration, so that I could deal with armor. Um, and I put a silencer on it, and that was that was able to deal with almost everything. And then I did a um, a heavy stubber with all of the range stripped out of it <laughs> and all the damage all the way maximum. <laughs> <laughs> um and that thing when you get the uh the auto aim mod fucking <laughs> fucking shreds yeah no, i'm serious at the end of the game you know how it would spawn like four ogren at a time yeah, or yeah. like whatever you could po- you freeze time auto aim unload the heavy stubber they're all dead all right because so, it just shoots them right in the head so i spent most of my credits not improving my own body but oh, improving my dog, dogs yeah. yeah just like maxing out the cooldown reduction so i can just spam them all the time it's re- the dog is really good yeah, yeah. I, I didn't use them for like the first like third of the game i wasn't like super into it yeah but um, having having a radar really helps yeah it, it was mostly the the lighting up enemies especially on bosses it really yeah. helps yeah well and it, it's not just like lighting up the boss, but like whenever the boss decides to like arbitrarily spawn a wave of enemies, yeah, and you start just getting hit, oh, like oh, where did these guys come from? You know, it's like well, the dog was up, so like I saw him coming this time, yeah, right. But I, similarly to Keenan, I used a like a just a fucking index of Stardis bolt yeah. gun, a heavy bolter <laughs> with. I just found a couple things that work and stuck. With the gigantic like, blast shield on I it. I was really expecting you to just get addicted to the long lads. 
I'm disappointed the only LAS gun in this game is a sniper rifle. <laughs> I am a human no. in 40k. And that you don't, is, you don't that want is. an actual LAS gun, though. They're only, like, strength 3, and they're, like, AP5. <laughs> like, they're terrible. Look, I want to pop laser holes. There, there's a reason the guardsmen call them flashlights, man. Okay, whatever. Did, um, did you guys enjoy the Tyranid level? I no. was deeply disappointed by it. Oh, you didn't like it? I just, like... They just ran at me, and I shot them in the face, and they fell over. Like, it wasn't really, like... Well, like they, it wasn't that different from everything else I was well, dealing with. They were just bigger targets. They set up that whole mission, and they're like, oh, yeah, there's, like, fucked up shit in here. No the cool no, duck. Yeah, no one knows what it is. I was like, all right. It's definitely Gene Steelers. It, yeah. it, it's, it's either <laughs> Chaos, Gene Stealer Cult, or Necrons. Wait, no you, matter what, I'm going in a hole that I'm going and to leave already, and tell like, someone think, this is a problem. I think at that point you had already met the Chaos Cultists, the Corpse Grinders. Yeah, but like maybe they're like getting Different. up. Yeah, maybe yeah. someone's getting up to something. Okay. Or 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 like also legitimately, like Necrons are very dormant on like every planet apparently, yeah. and can just bubble up out of the ground if you need them to. But it was like I remember going in that mission thinking to myself I was like, all right. If it's chaos, the trajectory of the rest of the story of this game is going to change like a lot. Right. They're, it, it's either going to boot the story in a different direction yeah. or... No, they, just, they just really wanted to use their Gene Stealer models from Deathwing yep. in this game. I mean, I think they look great. Um, yeah. I thought the, the levels were great. Yeah. Uh, like, they looked great. Uh, I thought it was really cool that they shrouded the Gene Stealers in darkness. Yeah. That they're not, like, brightly colored. Um, and so I thought that made them look extra terrifying and good. But, like, I don't know... If, you guys experienced this? There was no music whatsoever on the Gene Stealer level for me. No, I experienced music. I don't okay, know. my I had weird. I had no music, and also it was it was just like a really bog standard like shooter with leaping like boogeymen. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, like it like I don't feel like I saw anything in that level that I haven't seen in like I don't know a game like Half Life Two. You know, like zombies running at you, like. Sure. And there's like nothing, there's nothing revolutionary about anything that's happening in this game. Yeah, I th I think the way um they, they, there's something in the synthesis of like all the bullshit in this game that I, I appreciate. <laughs> that's kind of that's always been the strength of this studio. Yeah. Is is copying other people's stuff in such a way that it creates a synthesis into like a new thing. Yeah. Because right? there's nothing quite like EYE. You know, but except this. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. This game does a thing that I always think I want from games, and it actually drives me crazy. Where, like, when we play a game like uh, Jedi Fallen Order, like we did a few episodes ago, um, there's lots of mantling and wall climbing and wall running and all sorts of shenanigans in there. And it always bugs me when I play games like that when they super over signal what can be mantled oh. and wall run on and then this that, game doesn't that it looks super silly where everywhere you can wall run it's all there's got a white or a yellow edge yeah it. yeah like it's like gymnasts chalk is all over it yeah and it always bugs me I was like that's so dumb they must think we're idiots yeah oh, but we are yeah yeah but we are because now i'm playing like necromunda hired gun and i like died four times and spent all my stims reviving myself falling in lava because i didn't conceive that this is a wall running surface yeah. and that's what you literally have to do to make it to the next part yeah. of this level i think this the studio one of their definite negatives is that they imagine you will play their game perfectly yeah um they'll just read it it'll be fine yeah yeah <laughs> um and and one of their one of their definite also negatives is that um they they don't quite they can't ever quite get the impact of a gun on a person oh, down so that was that was one of the major things people like, complained about in deathwing was that like you're shooting gene stealers and are they dead are they getting hit yeah. am i hurting them yeah. I, I can't tell 
all the just... lower tier auto guns made me feel that way. Like like that and shotguns in in, in... the bolt the bolt guns give a good report. The bolt I guns feel like. the bolt guns things stagger off of yeah. the bolt guns in a way that I noticed. But but everything else like I would pick up a different gun to try it out in one of the earlier levels. I was just like. Cool. I don't know why this is different. Did you ever get the stub cannon? Yes. That, that thing was pretty cool. Fun. Didn't have enough ammo in it though. <laughs> well, so you could there's ways to get ammo out of people's bodies? No, I yeah. but like the thing the thing the bolter did for me was have a 40 round mag <laughs> that five bullets would kill someone with. Yeah, okay. So like the like run and gunness of what they were trying to encourage with everything they were handing me was working with that but not with the Vepper or whatever or with the auto gun. Like, oh. everything else felt like a squirt gun in a way that, like, this is Warhammer. Why am I not ripping dudes apart was sort of the feeling I so got on I, a lot of weapons. I was really disappointed with the plasma gun. Yeah. I really tried to make that thing work for me. Oh, I loved it. I don't know. I, uh, I felt like I was... I was just not getting results out yeah, of it. It didn't feel like it when was doing I shot anything. people with it. So, so the thing I did was I slapped an accumulator on it. So I did that, and it it, it felt like um, my time to kill with it went down. Yeah. Because the amount of damage I was receiving by doing the charge shots was not consummate with the amount of time well, between I, I just, shots. I spent all my time um, um, like vipping around. Mm, okay. Um, and and the thing the thing I would do all the time was grappling hook people. Instead of the terrain. Um, and if you do that, they're either stunned and right up in your face. Um, and then when I have the accumulator shot, it just like rips them apart. Because okay. they, they either lose their shield or they're stunned. And then they're right up in your face so there's no damage fall off. Yeah. Because yeah. there's like damage fall off on everything in this game. Yeah. Okay. Except the sniper. I, part of it might be I don't. I didn't end up using the grappling hook very much because I found it to be incredibly unreliable. <laughs> that that it, the range at which it will grab things is really fussy. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I found that every time I depended on it in a tight situation, I would just die or like crash and burn. And it was just like, I can't, I can't trust this thing. I can't rely the on the only thing. thing the grappling hook was for was getting me back on the ground. Yeah. Yeah. Or like, or, or like using it when I'm out of combat, when yeah. I need to like figure out how to like get to a yeah. place. But it, it was never clear to me, um, what quite was its range. And there were a lot of times where I, Felt like I was definitely in range, and it just didn't. Yeah, it just purchase. shorts it. For some um, and so I, I, I found myself drifting away from using it, and so I, I, as a result, I didn't end up shooting people with it very much, even. Oh yeah, well I upgraded like since it's a core mechanic that shows up. It shows up a little bit later because it's trying to get you used to like normal movement and shit. Mm -hmm. um, but you get it on like the first level. Uh, and when I realized you could upgrade how fast it comes out, how often it comes out, and how far it goes, I was, this is was the first thing I threw my money into. No, um, was was doing that. So I the I, upgrades yeah. are noticeable. I mean, nice. I I was like, sort of of the mindset of like I have this piece of shit car. Why would I invest money in it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Like I already hate this thing. Yeah. Why I, make it a money pit? I just considered it a way to uh, stop taking damage, you know, because this this game. The whole really the whole combat mechanic is how do I mitigate damage? Yeah. Like what do I do? And my answer to it a lot of time was I'm gonna run up to that guy and hit E because I'm invincible while I'm killing him. Yep. Um, which is annoying after a while. Like the 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 like the animations take too long the animations take too long and like, they have no they can't imagine a person who has motion sickness that's so <laughs> i'm glad you said something that will segue great into my complaint here uh so this game is on a fish islands 
yeah. the entire fucking the time. Yeah. Uh, I'm the guy who usually has to go turn up field of view on a game. Like, I usually, like, it'll be like, oh, 60 degrees. And I'm like, that's not how anyone's vision works. And nope. I go turn it up. I, I desperately wanted the ability to change that <laughs> in this game. And so, like, for the first week of our time playing it, every time I booted up, I'd play for, like, 10 minutes and be like, I'm getting sick playing a game. This is a new experience. I'm done. And then the trick was to just play it for 15, and I'd acclimate, apparently. So, like, starting the game again was like, I'm just gonna swim for a few minutes and then get used to it. Yeah. And then the thing that, like, exacerbated that even worse is that, like we said, like, it is a movement shooter, and it is about speed, and it is about wall running and grappling hooking and all these other things to keep yourself out of harm's way. But the thing that that does is it means that you're really only looking for enemy outlines on your HUD to shoot them, to get rid of them, to be able to traverse to the next area. Because there's so many, like, locked door arenas with a bunch of dudes in them in this game. And what bums me out about the combination of things I just mentioned is that there is a shitload of cool environmental art in this game I did not fucking see because I was too busy being a crackhead in the room. like. Uh, it's like a super bummer to me that like the game completely encourages me to ignore the shit out of everything around me except for walls at 90 degrees from me (laughs) every once in a while a walkway and anyone who has a glowing outline on them and then I just fucking ignore everything else and every once in a while I'd stop and be like oh this room's really cool with like nine bodies around me (laughs) Mm -hmm. but it's it's got tons of cool warhammer shit in it and then the game never really like slows down to let you be in it in a way that i thought why would it that's not the gameplay i it's just it's just very like i in some ways i feel like someone played doom 2016 and like missed a lot of the reasons it was good like none of the weapons feel different i don't just switch to a weapon for a different enemy i don't like Nope, I'm just gonna keep shooting that guy running at me, like and al- maybe stab him if he gets al- too close. Almost every weapon that I came across could be applied to any enemy. Yeah. yeah. And like, there's gonna be like some better and worse use cases. Yeah. But like, there's there, there's not any point where there's an enemy that that like completely brick walls like whatever gun I have out. No, anything can be used on anything, but there are like. The one thing, they don't explain any stats to you. Nope. Right? But the penetration stat makes a huge difference. Yeah. You no, know. I, I noticed that. Or, like, um, it's part of why the bolter got used. <laughs> there's um, accuracy, stability, and handling. Yeah. And, like, what the fuck is handling? In I don't know what any It's how fast you get out the weapon. It's how fast you reload it. It's how fast you ADS okay. it. It's all those things. Yeah. I, yeah, that, that was the one where, where, like, I was like, all right, accuracy, I get it. Stability, I get it. It was like, wait, handling? Yeah. Sometimes other games use the word handling to describe what stability yep. is. <laughs> and so I'm like, well, what the fuck is this? Do I Unification c- of game terms, please. Yeah. Uh- <laughs> no, I, I, I spec'd out... Uh, a, a bolt pistol for handling one times uh, and had that like real small mag on it that was real nice yeah you reload real quick yeah the bolt pistol ended up becoming my main gun at the end of the game because it did more damage per bullet than my bolter yeah um and that thing whips <laughs> like yeah. you can shoot that thing real fast well, I, I got a purple bolt pistol by the end of the yeah. game you know yeah. you know and so that thing i was a little sad because i wanted a purple bolt gun because I, I i really just used that 
little assault rifle bolt gun yeah. for most things. It's, and then I would get out my good. heavy bolter for like ogres and ambots and shit like that. I'm kind of bummed that the bolter doesn't sound like a gun that shoots a 75 caliber bullet. You know what? This is like my favorite depiction of a bolt gun in like any Warhammer game I've okay. played. Like in Ghana, in like God of, War, God of War, Dawn of War, in Dawn of War, like the bolt guns shoot at like, especially the heavy bolters, shoot at like a thousand RPM or something <laughs> like that. And so they're just like mini guns. Yeah. And it's just like, what? what is this? No, like, like I, I liked the cadence of it and everything, but I feel like it it's... I feel like I hear the gun cycling more than I hear the gun firing. And that's weird to me with a bolter. Like, my expectation is that when the bullet is as big as my fist, that <laughs> that it should be a really loud fucking bang coming out of this gun, and it just didn't feel like that. Like, I don't know. It was weird. I was fine. It was weird. Uh, the only one I didn't like was the heavy bolter. That one loud enough. I don't think I used it. Yeah. The heavy bolter is funny because there's, like, one of the barrels... It's like one of the ones that bumps its damage, puts on this giant blast shield around the barrel. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I and, fought a bunch of those dudes. Well, yeah, and so I use that that barrel. It's a great barrel. You can't see a fucking thing. Nope. <laughs> um, and this game, like, revels in guns where you just can't see what the fuck yeah. you're doing. Oh, I love, I love that when you reload the bolter, the rifle version, that she takes the bolter and, like, puts it in front of her face. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, like, all, like, I'm going to hold it up sideways. Yeah, in front of my face in. and put the mag in so you can't see anything. <laughs> It's like Jesus well, Christ, and like shooting like the the plasma guns, like the effect from the plasma bolts. Can't see shit. Yeah, you can't see a fucking thing, and no. so like if the targets moved at all, you're just shooting the wall, yep. and like yeah, that's that was actually um, there was a period of time where I used the plasma gun. I really enjoyed it because it was doing lots of damage, but then I switched over to the stub cannon because I wanted to be able to see what I was shooting at. Yeah, yep. Um, yep. That, that's that's the change that I made. But I had a lot of fun with this game. Did did you guys have fun? Yeah, absolutely. I thought the like powers were really fun. I I thought like um, it, like the thing we talked about before recording. Like I thought this is like actually a great return of the B game. Yeah. It's like everyone's face in this game is covered by a mask or yeah, a I thing because <laughs> no one's face is animated except for Cal Jericho's. Yeah. Um. That, poorly. Very poorly. Yeah, and like no one's lips move, and like they know. They they know that they are not animating the lips and they are fine with that and that's okay. We've yeah. got better things to be spending money on, yeah, yeah. you know. So like I'm like I I liked all that. Also, I can't fucking believe Cal Jericho is back. Yeah, that's so weird. Cal Jericho for the uninitiated yeah, is a lore figure is. in Warhammer. He's um he's he, got books, doesn't he? Yeah, he's got books. He's got comics. He's got a pewter miniature. He's um, a Warhammer guy with a ponytail. Yeah, yeah. He's he's a Necromunda poster boy. Um, that, okay. He, he he's basically like Andy Chambers is or whoever is like fucking OC that they slot. I mean, I know they made the universe, so it's all OCs, but like he's their fucking OC, and that's why he's got this like goofy '90s haircut, like the ponytail with the little braids he in the like front. Chris Metzen drew him. I just don't understand how there's anyone in Warhammer with a ponytail who isn't like an Eldar. Like, uh, I feel like a ponytail makes way more sense on elves than on anyone in the Imperium. Yeah, but he, he lives weird. in the, the weird underhive, you know? Yeah. He even has a LAS pistol, which a LAS pistol is not available. Two. Yeah, but it's not available in the game for you, I don't nope, believe. You yeah. Which is weak. Yeah, but it, that, <laughs> but that's his iconic look. It's him with one LAS pistol out, like, getting, getting I, into no, it. No, like, I can absolutely see what kind of model he is in my head as I look at him. Yeah. Like, yeah. Also, uh, very funny detail, his hair's all gray now. Yeah. Because it's not the 90s anymore. Yeah, yeah. 
I thought that was very that was funny when good. I realized yeah. it. Okay, him being like an established character makes his entire existence make a lot more yeah. sense in this game. Oh yeah, the like double-breasted coat. Like, and who him... the fuck is this guy? Why is he here? And like... him being like so like like having all this swagger and, and like, he such knows a smarmy everybody. bitch. And, and he's like... constantly making allusions to characters and... that definitely aren't in the game yeah. at all. Like... And he's like very blasé about the danger of everything and like even Especially the Especially fa- to you. Yeah, and even the way he ultimately betrays you at the end, it's like it's all it's so corny i love it like it's just it's so self-indulgent it's a very warhammer experience yeah. Yeah. in a way that is very confusing with what i know of warhammer because i don't know like necromunda very the, well the, the great part was you know in eye everything was absolutely incomprehensible for two reasons one reason, the first reason being that they expect you to understand 100% of the lore before they say a single thing. And the second <laughs> thing being that everything was poorly translated from French. Hell yeah. Now, everything is properly translated from French, and I already understand and all the lore. it's attached to a lore you yeah. understand. So it fixed a lot of the writing problems that Stroman has had in the past. Yeah. So, can I ask you guys a question? Why the fuck is there that faction board? Oh, uh, because of side missions. But, like, what do I get from... A random drop. Okay. You get a really, really high-level random drop. Like, I saw that there's, like, faction bars for, like, everything. Uh-huh. Yep. For, like... Peop- and they can't go down. They can only go up. Well, and also, like, some of these factions... <laughs> the kind of bar. Yeah. Like, don't seem to turn up hardly Not ever at all. on the mission no. board. Nope. And and so it was just like, is there, like, some menu that they showed me how to use at the beginning of the game that I fucking miss? No. Nope. No, that's true for every menu, actually. There's no way they showed you how to use any of them. Oh. Yeah, and so, yeah, yeah, I, I kept, like, I saw that, like, my rep with, like, the Gene Stealer cult was going up because I did, like, a mission or two for them mm-hmm. uh, because I was like, that's that's a weird thing to do contract work for Gene Stealers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can do it for the Chaos Cultists as well. Yeah. But, it, yeah, it's, um, the I looked it up on, uh, uh, fucking steam forums and somebody's like what happens when you fill this bar and it goes oh it it poops out a random plus three gun at you okay okay yeah and it's like plus three guns are hard to get so yeah 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 yeah. so like i'm not gonna say i didn't enjoy this game but i just powerhouse the last three hours of it today Mm -hmm. so i'm still mad at it yeah see this is is why we ask you not to do (laughs) no i know i understand like there's enough of it that like if someone was really into it i'd be like yeah you should play that but it's also like the particular sensory experiences I had with it are a big negative I, for me. I, I think anyone who wants a good idea of what... Because, like, you only ever perceive Warhammer, especially 40k, from these very, like, macro views. Yeah. Or these very specific vantage points of, like, oh, I'm a space marine. Yeah. Right? But you never... And from a very, like, surface of a planet. Right. You, you <laughs> Like, this, <laughs> this is the best we have of, like, you're an imperial citizen who's pretty well off, sort of, for an imperial citizen. <laughs> no, well, you're an for someone citizen. who lives on a hive world. Like, there are, like, imperial worlds where there's just, like, cities. I feel like yeah. I feel like you're an imperial citizen in a situation where that barely matters. Like, what do you, like, do you, do you, do you I think... I did not feel the weight of the Imperium on me at any but point you, in yeah, time. Because... Or the pressure to praise the Emperor that I feel is necessary living in the Absolutely. Imperium. Absolutely, in the Underhive, no one gives a shit. Exactly, and yeah. that was weird for me, because no, I'm not used to that welcome, being a thing. Welcome to Necromunda. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, welcome to a Hive City. <laughs> yeah, um, so, because, because we don't praise the Emperor, we praise Helmar. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know who that is, but he's, we kept he, saying his name. He's the governor of the planet. Okay, that makes sense. Um, and since, So he's just the emperor standing because we live way down here. Uh-huh. Okay, and got so, it. And because, uh, you know how, like, 
everywhere you go, they're making iron. Yeah. That is the primary export of Hive City Necromunda. I Yeah, there were multiple times I'd run into a forge in somewhere, and I'd be like, this place is a logistical nightmare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah. Here's magma coming from way up there to down here. What are we doing? This is like a factorio save that someone's been building oh, on yeah. for, for no, 10,000 years. Terri- like, yeah, and so, mm. and so because Necromunda produces more iron than like the next thousand systems combined, the it's Imperium just leeway. basically leaves it alone. Okay. And okay. also, every time they send Mechanicus dudes there to like inspect any of the hive foundries or, or domes, do you know what happens? Vansar assassinates them. <laughs> Do, do you know what the deal with is with Vansar? Their their uh their their shit is all radioactive because they have an STC that's malfunctioning. Yeah. So for the uninitiated who don't know what an STC is, there's like a thing in the Warhammer universe where like it's like a 3D printer AI combined. So like yeah. ten thousand years ago, the Imperium had much much better technology than it does today, and that they've been in decline for centuries and centuries, and they're this completely stagnant empire. And so every once in a while, someone can find these STCs, and they're these enormous replicators with the capability to just, like, 3D print, as Matt said, like, specific pieces of technology. The STCs were lost, and they're all over the galaxy, and they're usually damaged and have incomplete data banks. And so the Vansars, this is... If anyone finds out, this is going to get them in a lot of trouble, mm-hmm. because, like... <laughs> You you will be exterminated. Yeah 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 like 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 a, so this is why the the mechanicists get killed because uh-huh. they're like nah we like what we're doing yeah uh, it, it, well it's really hard to overstate how s- insane this position is because they have an STC like there are um like vehicles in the Imperial Armory that are only now a part of the armory because a specific tech priest went out and found an STC. Yeah. And all future devices that came out of this STC's databanks are named after that guy now. Yep. The Land Raider is named after a guy named Land. He found the <laughs> STC that had the pattern for yeah, Land not, Raiders. because it raids land. Um, <laughs> now, you might think the Land Speeder is called the Land Speeder because it flies nope. over land. No, it's because nope. Land Same found guy. it. Same yeah. guy. Okay. And so the fact that the Vansars have access to an STC and all they can think of to do with it is to make plasma guns with it <laughs> is obscene oh, and, oh, and stupid. And, and power armor that irradiates them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the other thing is they, their STC is, is damaged. They don't know how to repair it and it's irradiating all of them. Um, and they're desperately trying to find the missing parts for their STC to put it back together. Oh, they found some. Yeah, but <laughs> but they also have no idea how to put it back together. Sure, sure. It's like, <laughs> they found them, but they don't know where they go. They, they added like Necron Archaeotech to it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. So these guys are morons. So, yeah. No, I'm, I'm but that's dead, true with most people I'm in the Imperium. Certain, the the dome runner guy, the guy with the huge great sword and the AK. Uh-huh. Uh huh. That dude, I'm dead. He's certain up to some shit. He's a Delac ganger. There's yeah. no way yeah. he's not up to some shit. Look well, no, at no. him. He's just a Delac ganger. Look um, at him. Do, do, no, because you, you look at his face. Delac mm-hmm. gangers all look like vampires. Oh, really? Um, okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and they wear like trench coats and shit. Like he's he's gussied it up a little bit, so we won't notice. But yeah, he's definitely like a Delac guy. He's also another one of those characters. I'm like, I know you're a tabletop model. Mm-hmm. Like I look at him and I'm like. I, yeah, that guy gets painted. So right? like, <laughs> yeah, that actually brings me to something about this game I found a little disappointing is um, it has a really narrow scope in terms of like what gangs are represented. There's in only it. the three. Yeah, yeah. it's it's it was, it's Orlocks and Eshers and uh, what uh, you call it, uh, Goliaths. Goliaths. Yeah. yeah, which are which are the three most boring ones. Yeah, well. yeah, but they're also like the easiest to understand. Sure, and they're also the most populous. Yeah, um, it's a, the thing is like if we were going up against Van Sar dudes, uh, that would be. 
that would be kind of a big deal, right? So I, I was kind of expecting the plot to somehow build up to drawing in a different previously unseen faction for like the last third or quarter of the mm. game. Like I thought like the intrigue that's going on, by the way, the plot of this game is like stupid. Yeah, it's very dumb. It well, and, the, and then the, the like turn at the end made me feel like, why did we do any of this? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was, I was fine with the little twist at the end, but it was just like, you mean, you mean uh, our, our gray haired friend deus ex mocking the whole plot. Away? I, I thought that was, I thought that was fine. It was fine. I, yeah. I thought it was a silly end. It it makes sense because it means that the main character is not allowed to elevate beyond this station. Well, hold on, right? we, were, we were interrupting. Owen had a yeah. point. No. Yeah, but yeah. so I I was really expecting like the Deluxe or um or House Vansar or yeah. like like or even like the governor or like like some sort of like big power like player a power player I, to stomp you back I, down. I liked that it was Aspirer, but I didn't like that it wasn't uh it wasn't one of the established power suits we already had. Yeah. Yeah. Like I like I was half expecting um that Silver Talon's whole shtick, like when we find out who Silver Talon is, I was there was a part of me that was wondering like, what if they're an inquisitor? What if they're just like in the hive, like investigating, like doing some shit? And part of like them doing their job discreetly means like pushing gangs around and manipulating them and things like that. That'd be a cool thing for an inquisitor to do. I clocked that they were aspire in like the first three missions. Yeah. I was like, Oh, it's definitely aspire and they're definitely the last boss. And I'm, I'm here for it because spires are like one of my favorite parts of Necromunda. Like, Oh, a rich person who has so much money and they're so bored. They just descend like the predator from <laughs> that Arnold Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, you know, the predator uh, and they just kill hundreds of millions of people to demonstrate to their like aloof immortal parents that they're worth running anything that's awesome so that's like turbo bad capitalism yeah it's, it's like oh my fail son all he does is cocaine all day son you must murder thousands of underhive gangers Here, to prove to take me take this power armor and prove you're, you're, you're capable <laughs> capable of being a middle manager so yeah. like the thing i had conceived in my head is that the the inquisitor Visitor sees that there's like chaos cultists, gene stealers, people who don't even meant put the emperor's name on their lips, mm -hmm. you know, and the emperor, the inquisitor's down there and it's like, oh my God. This, yeah, no, I expected some crackdown. Yeah, there's you know, this like, den of inequity of, yeah. of, of unfaithfulness and chaos worshippers and xenos. We need to destroy all of this. And like you and Cal Jericho being like, no, dude, this is business as usual. Like, <laughs> yeah. this is what it's like down here. Yeah. And, That's and my like, bread and butter you're and, fucking with. And, and, <laughs> and, and, like, if the Inquisitor survives and gets off planet, it's going to be, like, an exterminatus and Necromunda. <laughs> and so it's like, so I thought the game was going to end with you and Cal just, like... That's a way better plot. ...fucking putting a hole in Inquisitor's head <laughs> and throwing him in a gutter. Yeah, so, uh, I like the uh, idea that, like, he leaves the planet. He's like, we really should blow it up. Yeah. We need that metal. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, I think it, it would be it would have been a way better plot if the the person who killed a gilder who dared to yeah. lay a hand on a gilder had like every lawful right to. Yeah, but the I, hive was still like, nah, dude. Well, but but but, but also <laughs> our hive, our rules. But also like by virtue of the inquisitor being undercover, can't like throw around their clout and yeah. say like I'm with the inquisitorius, yeah. you know. Or, or even better, like in the final scene, they whip it off and like show the witch hunter cloak. Yeah, totally. And the, the Inquisitorial Rosary. And Cal's like, well, okay, this is mine now. Yeah. Um, and also, can you please throw that body in the starch factory yeah. with those chaos cultists? Can you please go do that? Um, Make yeah. them look normal. Oh, by the way, on the, on the starch factory level, the boat spawned on the wrong side of the lake. So I had to jump across the lake. Tight. Uh, so that was that was like a fun, cool glitch that I got to do. Uh, my favorite glitch is, um, you know, I that, didn't like that I had to keep dragging the boat with me. Why can't the boat keep floating? It's fine. Um, the the mission where you're supposed to board the train. 
Oh, I love that. Mission. Like right, no, it's a great mission. I I, I like that mission a lot. I remember, that was actually the first mission where I was like, you know what, this game's kind of like Wolfenstein. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, the fact that the fact that it's like it's like okay, what's the second level of every cowboy adventure? Train heist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What if it was 40k train heist? Mm-hmm. So the train is the size of goddamn city. So I'm on the train tracks. And they're like, yeah, the train's coming soon. And so I do a double jump to like get a, a look at my surroundings. And then the train hits me <laughs> and yeets me into the wall. Yeah. And I die on the spot. But I'm like glitched into the wall. And the game can tell that I'm not like in a bottomless pit. And I'm, I'm not an acid. So it doesn't respawn me back on the ground. It just respawns me in the wall. Hell yeah. And so I just had to start that mission over right then. But it was just the comedic timing of the one was like, oh, train's coming. Better see where that train is. Double jump and boop. <laughs> Just go flying like a goddamn ping pong ball. I had a couple like like very ridiculous like slapstick moments like that involving uh, You know the running jump. guys who do the big tomahawk hammer hit that knocks you back? Yeah. Yeah, one of those dudes put me into orbit off a cliff. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I was just like Oh no! What's gonna happen? And then I just like respawned next to him and stabbed him in the neck. Oh, <laughs> uh, sorry, I, Keenan. I have a question for you. What's up? You know, Ambots, right? Yeah. What What do you think those are? Robots. No. Not dreadnoughts. Oh, oh, and you want to tell them what they are? I don't know, man. They're space aliens with armor bolted to them. Oh, are they like Necrons or something? No, 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 no. They're like space. Al- they're like Xenos they found that are good at digging. Okay. That they just like ripped out most of their brain and bolted armor all over them. Well, because it's illegal, you see, to make robots. Yeah. Because last time they made robots, uh-huh. the robots killed everybody. Yeah, know that. Um, mm-hmm. so, so I know you... that everything is not allowed in the Imperium. <laughs> so I understand do... that. So what you do is you take an animal that's good at digging and you replace most of you it. You make it better at so digging. So that it's a machine. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's why they have the like bug manuals because they're weird like uh, enter. They're actually bu- okay. I, I really like it when the ambots um, are like really sizing up to like kill you, mm. and they stand under a low ceiling and fire all their rockets into the ceiling. I love yeah. that shit. It's, it's a very it's funny like emergent behavior. That right there, that moment where you make the ambot shoot its rockets into the ceiling yep. is is everything about why this game is good. Yeah, because because it's all it's all sloshing together. It's getting its peanut butter all in the jelly, and most of the time it's just utter horseshit and you're like why is this game even functioning it's so bad yeah. but then occasionally you can make it like you hit that and you're like <laughs> dumbass and it, you kind of yep. get it to do what you wanted a little yeah. bit and it's like oh it's very fun yeah um, but i feel like it was more like i happen to be in the right place whereas like it's my more f- it's more mad tv than snl yeah i will give it yeah to yeah, you. yeah like yeah. like i say what you want about the juggling of doom eternal when i found the flow in that game it felt real good in this game I started getting good at shooting people in the head is how it felt good. Like yeah. I started aiming a little better because I started learning model heights. Yeah. Like, well, the, the other thing that I, I noticed with this game is like early on, like I picked a loadout that I liked and this game does a thing for better or worse where all the, um, all the parts for your gun are just available right off the bat yeah. and they're all very affordable. Yeah. So yeah. the second you find a gun you like, you can just buy the idealized part loadout for it and then you never really have to touch it or Unless interact with it again a better version of that gun yeah or yeah or if you need to slot in a new archaeotech but yeah. but like that's like it yeah and so like even though like it allowed me to kit out my guns the way i liked it it didn't feel like a very like living or dynamic i didn't really system. feel a progression to my yeah weapons. yeah yeah whereas like as i upgraded my powers it was really neat figuring out the crush power just dominates any big unit i'm fighting i feel like i should have spent more on my powers because i i barely spent any 
And so mo- for the most part, this game was just a, a high mobility shooter for me. So the powers are really cool because you get into situations where you're like, oh, I'm about to take a ton of damage. I'm just press this button real quick, and then and then that problem is solved for me now. <laughs> yeah. I think I I bought the upgrade that lets me like auto target people. Oh, that one's great. And mm-hmm. I, I used it a couple times, and then I forgot what the key was to use it, and then oh. I just didn't use it for the rest of the game. One of the things you have to understand about Stromon games is you need to rebind your keyboard real quick. Yeah. Um, oh, I just use the mouse wheel, weapon wheel for all that shit. Yeah, but that's it's too slow. I, I have a <laughs> I have a numpad on the side of my mouse, so okay. I I used that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, I had, a, I had a good time. Any any closing thoughts? I feel like we're pretty strapped on this game. I feel like this is the first time I've had any narrative experience with any individuality in Warhammer, and I understand that, that is like a primary weakness of what they have done with their universe, and I am surprised, but also that what I did as a character ultimately means nothing is both annoying and absolutely hilariously in place. Like, like... I realize now, like, there's no way this guy can ever matter, right? Like, Cal Jericho is the one who matters in the story. I, I mean, if anything, if they make Hired Gun 2, you're just going to be a different person. Right, yeah. which like, you should be. Like, your guy like, doesn't even have a name, No, do your they? name is Hired Gun. Yeah. yeah. Your name is Hey You like, with the Implant. I, I, was, you know what's really, really ironic about that? Is you remember the first level in the game where there's the two other hired guns? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you, you're like, you guys go this way. I'm going to go that way. And they fucking die. Those dudes have names. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> but and, you don't. And and not only do they have names, they have names that are referenced multiple times. <laughs> yeah, because your guy gripes about it. As, yeah. as the like primary motivating factor for you getting revenge on Silvertown. Oh, my God. Your character in this game is such a whiner. Yeah. yeah. That's uh, why I picked the female voice because I'm gonna get if I'm gonna get winded at man, I'm gonna man, get winded at by like a lady from Liverpool. Oh man, I got the most, like, like a gruff asshole, Cockney whiny bullshit voice is what I got with with what I was doing. There, there's a specific uh, terrain element I want to shout out that shows up a number of times in the game, and um, if you can imagine how big a Warhammer miniature is on their like little 15 millimeter base, I forget how big they are. Um, if you can imagine how wide a toilet paper tube is relative to a Warhammer miniature, there's a type of tower in this game that shows up numerous times that is about the diameter a toilet paper tube would be if you were a Warhammer yeah. miniature. And then it has these, I think they're octagonal platforms on them yep. of terraces. So this is a real terrain element that Games Workshop makes oh, that really? you can buy. And it shows up repeatedly in the game. And it just really warmed my heart to see it like manifested in there's this, a lot like, of visuals like tangible that real in way this game. oh the levels like, the the detail in the levels is gorgeous i would ridiculous. love to just like no clip through them and just like kind of drink it all in because they're they're really gorgeous like yeah. if i ever saw one of these levels made out as a diorama it would be overwhelming the amount of detail the that's in are them gorgeous and enormous yeah, yeah. And, and not just that they are easily readable i would say at the it even at the way you are expected to move through these spaces. Cause like it would be very easy to imagine a game where you have this high level of speed and mobility where it all just is a streak, you know, just everything around you is a blur and you don't have time to admire anything. And I'm sure I missed lots of stuff while playing this game, but even with all the high speed mobility, I still had, lots of vantages and opportunities the big set pieces stand yeah, out even drink if you, in like, everything the thing i'm sad about is like i know there's cool details in that corner that is behind me and i'm not gonna go back and look at I, them. I still remember the corpse starts factory yeah, yeah. Looks cool. it's a great or the citadel piece. sequence is really cool where um, you defend a citadel under siege underground so like, that, that was you, cool are you guys familiar with uh yeah that level was cool but do you do you ever watch uh or or are familiar with mandalore gaming yeah 
Uh, he does like a YouTube channel where he reviews games. He reviewed this game, and one of the things he pointed out is that in the very first scene of this game, you take an elevator down into the Underhive, and you pass a dilapidated Garthic, Gothic church. Garthic. Um, Garthic. <laughs> you pass a dilapidated Gothic church, as if the game is very explicitly telling you, that is not the shit we're dealing with. Yeah. We are below that. Yep. Um, and I really like that as a thematic sort of element. Um, okay. The Emperor's entire aesthetic is girthic. <laughs> girthic. <laughs> it's girthic. Like, I'll, right. I'll buy the next one. Like that, That's my takeaway from this game. Yeah, me too. I had a lot of fun. Uh, it's like, I had about 10 hours of fun. Thanks. Yeah, Can I yeah. have another? Right? Uh, I, I was like using a... I, I dug into some other Warhammer stuff while I was playing this on YouTube and like realizing that like there's a lot of corners they've written themselves into that like... The Imperium barely allows for individuality in a way that makes storytelling really difficult. Well, it depends on where you are. Right? Absolutely, but it's 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 interesting because like it's so big no one can really matter unless they're already someone who matters. Yeah. And then like the prison of how that setup exists for those characters too in a way that's really strange. Oh, I actually think it's really neat because what you can do is uh, the thing they did with the RPG setting Okay. Um, so the RPG setting for for uh, Warhammer 40k, whenever they do it, they throw it into a corner that no one ever has ever been to before, <laughs> and they say, "Do whatever you want. Do whatever you want. Right. Here's and, the things." And and, and, bec- and no matter how big the thing you do in that sector is, no one outside that sector will ever hear about it. Like, because oh, okay, so you're using how big it is against like, it at that yeah. point. Like also, like the Warhammer universe is already just like. It's like maybe one of the only science fiction settings that I really care about that actually really is realistic of just about how many stars and planets exist mm-hmm. in the galaxy. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, like there, there was a great Imperial general who led one of the greatest crusades in the history of all of the Imperium and he conquered a thousand worlds. And you guys probably have no idea who he is or what the names of any of these worlds are. It doesn't matter. Warhammer is <laughs> just that big. to do with the scope of your life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's like you, you could have your players in a game of like Dark Heresy stop a Tyranid Hive fleet from progressing through the galaxy. But cool story, bro. There's ten more. Yeah, exactly. No one gives a shit. No one gives a shit, dude. Like, like, but the but the point is that you do. Right, right. right? That that you get your own heroics in that situation right. without the 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 thing that's that's insane about it is that the scale of it means that so few people get to affect it. Right. Yeah, so like, like Caldrico slammed some like Necron Archaeotech into your fucking head <laughs> and put it put a price on your head, but like. Are the people going to get you? Does it matter? Who cares? <laughs> right? Like, moving on. Plus, like, you're never leaving this planet as this character. You're never leaving this dome. Right. <laughs> right. You're, you're never leaving Necromunda Hive primary. Right. <laughs> you know? Like, there's there's Vansar dudes who hang out in the waste and, like, kill Goliaths all day in trucks. <laughs> you're never seeing that. You know? Anyway. It's just too big, man. The machine is too big. The machine yeah. is too big, and it's been bleeding to death for over 10,000 years. But it's so big, that's going to take a while. It's going to take a really <laughs> long time. Also, like, Necromoon is going to be, like, one of the last lights to go out in the Imperium, probably. Yeah, probably. Uh, as long as that iron keeps going up in the sky. No yeah. one cares. Um, and, the, you know, the other thing is, uh, uh, 40K is a lot less dark these days. But anyway, we're getting off topic. Um, let's let's do the thing. Are we ready to do the thing? Yeah, sure. Let's do the thing. Star Sector. No. 
<laughs> oh, I actually disagree with that. Yeah, me okay. too. All right. They, they both have like a grimy outer space asshole aesthetic. And, <laughs> and, 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 and you're a nobody. Of, the amount of like uh, ambient libertarian energy. Okay. Uh, you know? <laughs> okay. Sorry, you were saying. You're also a nobody. Like in Star Sector, you can die and, and you never mattered and you're barely a footnote in history. And in Necromunda, you're less than a footnote. You're a bug that lives under the Emperor's fridge. Okay. Well, so I'm going to do something that we, we, we do occasionally. I'm going to, I'm going to throw out a five with no expectation that this five will survive the next 10 seconds. Well, I was going to put it to like a three. Okay. So, uh, I think three is. All right. Fair. There we go. I just, you know, we got to throw out five. No, I dig, I dig the audacity. Or they're never going to happen. And, and you made good points. All right. Like, well, ooh, our wilds, a different kind of outer space. That's a good tagline. Mm, I think that's a zero. Yeah. Like, yep. Like and I don't want to yeah. hear like 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 Weasley like well they're both in space oh and but they're not though. this like, one's on this is there's on there's like a weird throughput on the like wild ass traversal of both games for the player but like not in the same way at all yeah no nah, like, not really and I would say you know well while both are ultimately very sad settings one is melancholy while the and other one, one is miserable one is miserable <laughs> yeah <laughs> and, and glorifies in its misery so I I'm fully on I'm fully a zero yeah uh ooh I really like this one void bastards oh this is like a five yeah I'm throwing a yeah. five out. yeah um because because void it, bastards has the same like it's the universal level, nihilism. It's the level of joy they're taking yeah. in, the, in the like gormless capitalist beast that uh-huh. they're grappling. Well, uh-huh. and, like the thing is, like all the people who live down in the Hive City, even though they don't like worship the Emperor's name, they all still love the Emperor's aesthetic. Yeah, like like there's just giant skulls everywhere. There's Aquila's fucking everywhere. Yeah, you didn't have to put skulls on anything <laughs> you know well, like, it's, it's like you know nobody nobody calls me uh nobody calls me a cunt in necromunda they call me a skinny yeah but like uh, it's the same thing yeah yeah it, they're all both very british as yeah. well not british but um uk yeah, yeah. Um, anyway yeah i feel like i feel like if the imperium is like mainline england that we're in like the gutter in Necromunda in a real ass way. Or, or like right? Void like, Bastards is like where well, the... we're definitely in Birmingham anyway. <laughs> Void Bastards is like where like the lucky folks get sent. <laughs> you know, like you get moved off world, you get to go to a cushy prison. Yeah. And like maybe you have to fight for your life on a starship against like a few people instead of on a planet against well, a billion people. If you were like on a rogue trader's vessel. Yeah. Right. You're really lucky, but you're still in the 40k universe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're lucky, but it still sucks. <laughs> you didn't get out of the 40k universe. Yeah, okay. It sucks different. Sick. Sick. I'm glad we got a five in here. That's a good. I like those Star Sector, Outer Wilds, Void Bastards. Boom, boom, boom. Um, all right, Final Fantasy, and this one is the. This is our formless bad standard. I hate this one. Uh, <laughs> Both universes are gigantic and inexorable. Okay. Right, shut, shut okay. Up, it's a zero. It's a yeah, zero. It's a zero. It's a zero. Unless <laughs> uh, we got something real. Uh, Hitman. I would say a zero. Uh, yeah. I I like there's I don't need tact in any way. <laughs> yeah, there's like some missions where you can like stealth like a little bit like for like 10 seconds. Yeah, but like the the game doesn't really give you the tools to like maintain that facade. Whereas it, like something like Wolfenstein you can try and balance it. One thing I did notice though that this game I will give it most B games 
when they have any stealth shit whatsoever, it's it's a binary. It's on or off. The enemies know where you are or they don't. Mm-hmm. In this game, the enemies know where you last were. Yeah. They know where a sound came yeah, from. Yeah, it's true. So you can do fun Sam Fisher shit where you fire your super loud gun over here and then, woo, I'm over here. Silence gun. Blah, 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 and they're like, I don't know what's happening. Yeah. Um, but then also the AI does not have tools to deal with being shot from too far away to see. So they'll just kind of stand there yeah. and get shot, which I think is a real shame. Um, yeah, no, when, no when I took to the that. the last sniper out for a test, I I found that like in the heat of battle, it was kind of hard to use. Yeah. But then occasionally, I would wind up in these situations where I can just like kill like everything, eight or nine people yeah. in a row, and they just don't do anything. And it's, it's great like, when you're on the edge. Yeah. Of the fight. Yeah, but but it was it was just like I hate both of these scenarios. Yeah. This is this is not what I want at all out of this gun. All right, um, help me out here. I am primary on this, but help me out. Uh, I have to ham fist the hired gun into Overcooked. Um, I think. Oh boy! I think you get a lot of stab. I don't think he has a winning attitude. Like he doesn't have like a the right attitude you need to work in a kitchen with people. <laughs> no. Like this guy's gonna like like let, let's say it's him and Cal Jericho well, in that he, kitchen. He, he always says, "I always work alone." Yeah. You know. Like like imagine like though if he's stuck in this kitchen with Cal Jericho, you know what? Cal rolls with the punches. He's a good spirited guy. He's probably not above like flipping some cheeseburgers for an afternoon. Mm-hmm. This guy's gonna whine the whole time about how he's just here. <laughs> I think he's gonna whine about it and like pick one task. Yeah, yeah, and, and just be the guy that does that one task. And, and when he fucks up, he's just gonna shoot a customer. Yeah, um, like I think it's bad. I, mean, I dude, dude shoots locks open on chess. I, I yeah. think he just sits there and cuts tomatoes and like makes everyone I was say else cuts tomatoes. and yeah. everyone else deals with him. Yeah, is how it works, man. That guy's going to take a long lunch soon. Um, okay. Cool. Hey, uh, Keenan, what are we playing next, then? Hey, y'all. Matt from the Future here. Just letting everybody know that we tried to play uh, EA's Syndicate, but there were a bunch of issues with um, uh, DRM and uh, spyware and Trojans. Um, so we ended up playing a game called Waldermyth instead. Um, and... That game is a story generation, sort of XCOM-like thing. Uh, you can hear all about it next episode. We go into it in detail. Uh, Anybody else got anything to say? Um, if you want to contact us, you can reach us at shame.club or shame.business. You can send us emails at badplaystylegmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at badplaystyle. Um, yeah, I think that's it. If you enjoyed this, please tell anyone about yeah. it. Five Especially stars. on the internet in some sort of like review capacity. Oh, on like whatever hold on. App. We should not sign off just yet because l- last time I made a point that we should check the email before every recording mm. just no, in case didn't. someone. <laughs> okay, yeah, no, no one's emailed us. Um, right. But if you email us, we'll give you a, game, a, a Steam code for a random game. Yeah, we got plenty. Email right. us. Bye. Later. and more like it at soundcloud.com slash Bucci Bay. 
That's B-U-C-C-I-B-A-E. Stay fresh.